singer to singer. Sophie Bancroft in conversation with jazz vocalist Fiona Duncan. Episode 10, Becoming a Band Leader and a Teacher. Underneath the apple tree Mama's got her eye on me Just wearing suntan lotion That's the way we spent each day May, June and July Sunning in our birthday suits Eating that forbidden fruit It's like perpetual motion Dogs are sleeping in the shade Guess we've really got it made Mama, line and me Underneath the apple tree I decided that I wanted to do something with not quite so much, you know, I, where I was working more, not doing just sets in a set yeah. you know I'd maybe do six or eight numbers a night but I wanted to do a lot of my own stuff yeah. not my own writing but things I wanted to sing mm. as opposed to what the band wanted to play and uh, so we formed the trio with Ronnie Ray uh, young Ronnie his son on piano John Ray on drums and Bruce Adams and we did we came to started doing Latashi in the West End of Edinburgh every Friday, Saturday and Sunday and driving back to Port and Capel every night mm. after it, which was quite a long haul, three nights a week. And uh, we did that for two years. Brian then joined the band, Brian Kellock, and we went to St Petersburg. We, we were doing the Riverboat Shuffle in Glasgow on a gig, I remember this well because young Paul uh, Toundro, who was about 16 at the time, and I think it was Brian Molly, were in the audience, and but they had their instruments and they were just the wee babies, you know. <laughs> and, and I said to them, do you want to come up for a sitting? And they both went, we don't know any of these. I said, just get up and try it. Use your ears. And they they got up and played the whole gig with us, you know. It was great. Yeah. And they were just, you know, they looked like, aww. Uh, so that was how my jazz baby started. Underneath the apple tree We can snooze up peacefully Hear those bluebirds blowing We can hear the mockingbirds up high Trading eights Somebody on the riverboat shuffle, a lawyer over from Russia, and uh, he said, oh, I would like your card and your... I'd like you to come over to a festival we do in St Petersburg, the White Nights Festival. And he said, it's in the Philharmonic Hall. And I thought, ooh, that sounds good, you know. So we exchanged our cards and... And I heard back from him. He was working in Glasgow. He'd been for a year over here and a great jazz fan. Young chap, nice chap. 
Uh, and we all set up, went to the Russian embassy in, in Edinburgh to get our passport stamped and our visas, and it was all quite... I'm thinking, oh, this is... I mean, Russia by this time, quite a lot of people had been to, but, yeah. you know, I never, ever thought I'd get to Russia. Yeah. Uh, so we got to St. Petersburg, and, oh, it was fantastic. It was, I mean... It was really mind-blowing and it was such a culture shock because St. Petersburg then was, I mean, there were trams going along this huge wide street, a cobbled street, but on either side of the tram rails there were huge holes in the road and, you know, you had to jump over mm. them to get on the tram and the roads hadn't been done and, and the poverty was abject, you know. Mm. We went to, uh, I went to the, the Hermitage and at the same time as Monty Alexander, actually, he was there as well. And we went round the Hermitage, which was, you know, gold-domed and oh, Fabergé. Oh, oh, it was just... And then you come outside and these kids were begging, mm. begging, begging and not leaving you alone and... And I wanted to give everybody... I, I kept giving away all the money, you know, mm. because I, I felt terrible, you know. I'm earning money from this place and these kids are starving. And, mm. and uh, it was so much that Ronnie said he would never go back because it was just too much for him, you know, mm. the change in how we live and how they were yeah. having to live, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we were over there for, I think it was five days... And I, Billy Taylor, I spoke about earlier, who I'd met in New Orleans, um, was over with a, a young piano-playing singer, black girl, great singer, and they came into the gig and they sat in the front row, and he was absolutely delightful. And he gave me his card and he said, if you're ever coming back to New Orleans, you know, get in touch, mm -hmm. because uh, he said, this has been... It's been great. And it was. We met people from that had, through the war, you know, the last World War, and, and Russia had banned jazz, and we met the people in the underground oh, jazz thing yeah. who'd recorded right through it and played and, you know, secretly. How can you play jazz secretly? Yeah, yeah. But they, So we had, we had a, an incredible time. Brian was a star. And uh, they were great. When the radiation's hot, we can turn the sprinklers on. We can run right through them. We drink tea instead of wine. We shoot up with summertime. Mama, line, and me underneath that. And we came back from there and I said, right, I think festivals are, are quite good, but, you know, um, you only get a wee drip in and out again, you know, and then you leave that scene behind you. But then we started, we started doing other festivals and I went over. It's very hard, it was hard to take musicians with you. You could go on your own and work with a band over there, but mm. because of the... The MU things, you know, you had to have an exchange thing going. Right, okay. So I tended to do a lot of the festivals 
in the States on my own, which was from that period on. We did, uh, Ronnie came over with me, he was playing as well. We did uh, San Diego, we did Palm Springs, we did Toronto Jazz Festival, we did uh, Vancouver, we did uh, the more oh dear, the in Calgary, the Great Stampede Festival, mm. which was amazing. Uh, I'd never seen so many cowboys and horses and <laughs> stets and hats in my life. And the gigs were great. Yeah. We toured all over. We went, um, we went to uh, Calgary. We went to uh, Salmon Arm. Kamloops, all over the all over the Vancouver Island, uh, Duncan, Nanaimo, and people kept coming up and giving me and saying, "Oh, this lady came in this night and said uh, we were in Nanaimo, which is an I uh, was an Indian town on Vancouver Island." She came in, she said, and she was a great big Mother Earth lady with a sort of long Indian, not um, American Indian. Uh, Indian yeah. dress on yeah. and she said I was raking in my jewellery box tonight and this was winking at me and I thought why is this winking at me I'll just take it and she brought this huge crystal and she said and when she came in she said this is why it was I have to give this to you Aww. so she gave me this crystal and then That's somebody lovely. else gave me a jade mm. uh, that you know just Somebody said, this is for you, I know this is... And I thought, must be something going to happen if they're giving me all these good luck things. A little tent keeps the weatherman calls for showers Somebody's phone is ringing But I don't think it's our... When we came back here, you know, we worked with the trio for... Oh, just wherever we could go in Scotland. We never went down to England. Once, I think, we went down. Um, but we never went down there. I thought, no, once bit and twice shy. And after that, that was uh, up to about now, we went to Switzerland. We did months in Switzerland. We did uh, a gig on top of Mount Blanc, which um, we had the band... There was a, a, a cable car going up and we could see all these skiers coming down, but there was this, uh, it was a cat something machine. It was uh, like a tractor, but right. it went up the mountain almost vertically. <laughs> and I was in the front with the driver, which was <laughs> fine because I couldn't fall out. But the back was open and there was four guys in the back with all the equipment, oh, no. and on top of the equipment was my big, I just bought this big, beautiful leather bag with all my makeup in it. And I, I used to take my makeup to the gig, but I never used to put it on, but I used to take it just in case. <laughs> and I'd never, you know, I thought, oh, no, I'll just, I can't get any worse looking, you know, if I go on with no makeup, I'm not going to look any worse at the end than I do at the beginning. So we got up to the top and it was right on top, the last place on Mount Blanc. And the vista was incredible, mm. right round the snow in the mountains. And I got a definite spiritual 
experience from that place. My mum started playing. These skiers were coming up, all walking funny because they had on their the boots. boots. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why are they all? They're all limping. <laughs> <laughs> and, they must have, and they were coming up and saying, this must be yours. An eyebrow pencil, <laughs> a blue eyebrow pencil, a black eyebrow pencil, a lip pencil, lipstick, makeup, and it had all fallen out of my bag. <laughs> the bag had rolled out. The boys oh. couldn't catch it, and it rolled down the mountain on the ski slope. <laughs> so they were coming up, and the, ski, the slope was all marked with bits of pink and bits of brown from my tan makeup. <laughs> and I never got the bag back, but I got all these bits of chewed up makeup. And uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had a great day, and then we, we, went, we played the gig up the mountain. It was three hours and very bracing and uh, great, great sound, you know, it was right echoing through all the hills and uh, if people liked jazz it would have been great but if they didn't that was tough. (laughs) (laughs) So um, then, you know, we did the rest of the month and I think it was, I can't remember, Closters I think it was and these beautiful hotels and oh it was, it was great, you know. Mm. And then we came back to Old Clays and Parich, back to Edinburgh again. And we just did most of the... The Edinburgh Jazz Festival was always good, mm. you know. We had... Uh, I brought over people from the States that I'd worked with, just giving them a shot at, you know, mm. trying to pay back what people had done for me over there. Yeah. And uh, that's when... Julia Kasich and uh, Jeff Haskell came over. We've really got it made Mama line and me Underneath the apple tree For working with Jeff Haskell, that was the thing that he, the piano player from uh, Tucson, Arizona, he'd said to me, after the Edinburgh Festival, when we'd been here and we'd done five gigs a day and then went through to Glasgow and recorded the album, we went through at six in the morning and we were finished by four in the afternoon and got everything down as near as I could do it, you know. And Joe Lacassic uh, and Jeff took me out for a meal and said, listen, lady, you know, you have got stainless steel chops, but you have to start looking after them. And and I said, well, I'll do it as best I can. And they said, well, we think you should go and see this teacher. And it was one of uh, Jeff Haskell's students. She She ran a jazz course for singers. And I thought, well, I was 54 at the time. Right, I remember that. And I thought, oh, going back to school at 54, I don't know. But then I thought, oh. So I said, right. I went and booked the course, got in touch with Madeleine Eastman and booked the course and went over and she said, because I knew Jeff Haskell, she said, come and stay at my place in San Francisco, which was great. 
and it was right at to pier, whatever it is. You know, it was mm. just up from the harbour. Yeah, yeah. So it was right in the middle of things. Mm. And uh, she had a lovely apartment. And I stayed with them for a week. And then we went to Stamford to the jazz course. And, I mean, when I looked at all the students that were coming in, they were all 16, 18. The next one to me, I think, was 30. And it was a man, you know. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, dear, I feel such an idiot here, mm -hmm. you know. Granny bringing up the rear. But we started the thing and, and, and Madeline said, right, come up and... Uh, what do you want to sing? And I, I don't know what, I picked a song and the piano player knew it, I had the chords and uh, we did it. And she stopped me after, you know, and she said, uh, what are you doing there? And I said, what do you mean? She said, what are you doing with your voice? And I said, it's just something I do. And she said, well, don't do it. And I said, OK. <laughs> and so we started again, and I went right through it. And she said, you didn't do it. <laughs> and I said, well, you told me not to. And she said, you're a good student. <laughs> you know, <laughs> OK, you're a good student. And it, went, it was great. I'll yeah. tell you what, I watched what she managed to achieve. Uh, and you've seen it yourself, yeah. Sophie. What yeah. she achieved was, you know, mind-blowing. From the beginning of the song, when she just stopped the student and then said, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do this, don't. And they were, and I thought, this is incredible. I'd never thought of how to pass yeah. on the mm. word. And I immediately thought, I've got to take this back home. I've got to show this to the people back home. So at the end of the course, it was five days, and I, I had a great time. And I had, uh, we the last night, we did this concert uh, in this, I don't know what it was, it was a big dome place, and it was incredible. It was a great concert, all the students and the tutors, and, you know, I... I know I sang well because I had such a good time yeah. and the people were so nice and the students were so nice and all the tutors were great. And I, 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 So I went up to Madeline at the end and said, um, would you come over to Scotland if I invited you over to run a course, you know? And she, she looked at me and she said, well, I could come over and, and facilitate a course with you. And I thought, facilitate a course, OK. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, so she, she said, and, and she looked and she said, yeah, yeah, just get in touch with me, get in touch with me. And I thought, right, so, but she never thought I would. And, of course, as soon as I got back mm. to Glasgow, I got off the plane, I went into Glasgow, the jazz festival was just starting, and Derek Gorman was the director. Mm. 
And I went into the festival office and said, Derek, I want to run a vocal course for next year's festival. Is this possible? And he, Derek was a secret want-to-be mm. singer, which he did do later, mm. you know. But he said, yeah, he said, uh, we could give you the Ramshorn. We'll give you the venue. You do the rest. So, right, OK. So I wrote to Marla, I phoned her and I said, right, it's, this is the date and this is the time and I'll pay your fares and da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to pay accommodation or anything and this is your fee. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, how do we make this? And then it was scrabbling round to try and get enough students yeah. to be able to cover Madeline's fees mm. and the... the uh, but anyway, it, it was with the help of my sister, bless her heart, who came over from the States. She was American and... Uh, well, she wasn't really, but she'd been over there for 50-odd years. And she said, uh, right, she did all the phone booking for me and she started phoning round people and trying to get sponsorship, which I had no idea about, mm. and writing grants to get... I had no idea about that either. Talk about doing things for the seat of your pants, <laughs> Sophie. Anyway, um, we got the first one, and there was 14 students, of which you were one. I was one. I remember this, and I have the photograph. Yeah. I've got the photograph yeah. of the first year, yeah. the end of the... Oh, and it was... They were great. How long did they run for? How many years? It ran was it? from 1976 uh, nine, no, 1996 <laughs> to 2009, I think, was the last okay. year. 2009. It was about 15 years, and that was when I took ill in yeah. 2009 and had to bail out. And I think the workshop ran on for a couple of years. But I didn't yeah. have anything to do with it because I was ill. Yeah. And But it was something I was really, you know, I was really pleased with because I think the, the students that wanted to learn had a real passion, you know, the passion mm. that, that I mm. have, you know, or certainly had, mm. and wished that there had been something. There was nobody when I was starting yeah. I could go and ask anything now we've got ourselves a little tent case the weatherman calls for showers somebody's phone is ringing but i don't think it's ours i said the dogs are sleeping in the shade Lot I guess we've really got it made Mama Line and me Underneath the apple Mama Line and me Underneath the apple Mama Line and me Underneath the apple tree featured the song Underneath the Apple Tree from Fiona Duncan's CD, The Savar Sessions. You can hear more tracks by Fiona Duncan at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Fiona Duncan. 
Singer to Singer is a Sophie Bancroft production. Visit www.sophiebancroft.co.uk for more information. Mama.